Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first 10 minutes of a private conversation between a Tudor personality and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is August 1543. Catherine is newly married to King Henry VIII and wants to oversee her stepchildren's education, so decides to appoint a tutor. Lady Catherine? Hello? You asked for a tutor from the agency. Oh, yes. Come in. Take a seat. Thank you. Do you have some water, if you'd like? Uh, The agency didn't say what had happened to the other tutors they sent over. Other tutors? Richard Featherstone, for example. The Catholic one? Yes, that's him. He's been executed. Oh, right. We can't have Catholics, I'm afraid. Henry says so. Glad I'm Protestant in that case. All tutors must be committed to the English Reformation. Specifically? We want to combine the best of the humanist approach to the classics with the study of Christianity. Why is that? It will distill the ideas of European reformers. Right. And present them in the light of English experience. I see. The plan is that the schoolroom, particularly for Edward, will be shared with a group of other privileged boys. Privileged? Yes. Those of noble birth, who are his future courtiers and advisers. Oh, um, there's, there's more than one? Well, more than one child to tutor, yes. Crikey. I definitely want physical activity to be part of their routine. Get the blood moving. I'm not a PE teacher. As well as music and modern languages. Ooh, don't know about that. We need to have a broad educational programme. I mean, I can play the recorder a little bit. You may use the cane to reinforce your authority, by the way. Not sure I'm comfortable with that. Well, just keep it nearby. You don't have to use it. Nearby. In a drawer at the back of a cupboard down a long hallway. Calligraphy will also need to be taught. Isn't that just writing? Edward's handwriting is terrible. That I can do. I will be appointing someone else for Latin studies, so you don't need to worry about that subject. My Latin is a bit rusty. I don't even know the Latin word for rusty. I have appointed John Cheek for Latin. Oh, yes, he's very good. I am learning Latin myself. Are you? Yes. Improving my understanding of the classics. Very good. I want to show the prince that I can lead by example. Well, this library is huge. There's every book under the sun in here. Have you got any Andy McNabb? Henry has three libraries. Here at Greenwich, Hampton Court and Whitehall. I see there are several desks for reading. That's impressive. There are seven desks. So there are. We have 329 volumes here. You've counted them all? Mm Mm-hmm. Arranged by colour, not by topic, though. So finding them can be a challenge. Yes, that's an interesting way of arranging them. It's not the standard classification. Looks pretty, though. There are over 900 books at Whitehall. 
It's even harder over there. You seem to know a lot about this. I was educated with my cousins. All of us together. Oh, that's nice. I grew up in a close family atmosphere and want the same for my two stepchildren. Of course. The humanists, Tunstall and Moore, both influenced my learning. Thomas Moore? Oh, sorry, it wasn't likely to be Dudley Moore, was it? Yes, Thomas Moore. He believed in the education of girls. What do you mean? That boys and girls should be educated together. Well, that's controversial. Is it? Also, something tells me that boys won't concentrate as well when that happens. True. Did you enjoy school? I did. I enjoyed English. Languages? I studied French and a little Italian. But no Latin? Not much Latin, no. Hence, learning now. Well, that's an impressive attitude. I've also started learning Spanish. Wasn't Henry's first wife Spanish? Yes! It's who I was named after. Catherine of Aragon? Yes. You know that Henry is my third husband. No, I didn't. Yes. I was married at 16 to Edward Borrow. Seems young. Hardly out of a school uniform. But by 20, I was a widow. With nothing. Nothing? No children and no money. And your second husband? John Neville, Lord Latimer. At the age of 22. Longer marriage this time? We were married for nine years. Well, that's a bit better. I had a genuine affection for him too. Did you have children? No, but I was a stepmother to his two children. And how old were they? John was 14 and Margaret was nine. Interesting ages, for different reasons. My stepdaughter Elizabeth is also nine, so I have experience of a girl that age. Did you get on with them? Margaret was a loving child, and we were close. Close? Yes. I supervised her education, encouraged her love of learning and devotion to religion. And the son? Uh, he was violent and unpredictable. Very difficult. A right little shit. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Lord Latimer was buried in March this year. Whoa, talk about a whirlwind romance. We married last month. Well, Henry isn't getting any younger. Henry's only 52. Surely it was expected that he would marry again. What does he want in a wife this time? He wanted an educated spouse to hold discussions with. Well, after the last one, Catherine Howard... Well, quite. I couldn't say no. No, I don't believe you could. I believe it is God's will that I am queen. And now you're one big happy family. That's nice. This Christmas, we're hoping to get all three of the children together for the first time. And you two? All of us together. Well, Henry is turning into Father Christmas. He just needs the white beard. Family is important. I'm the only wife of Henry's to incorporate my family name into my signature. How's that? I sign myself Catherine the Queen, KP. P for Pa, you see? I didn't think it was P for Penguin. Those children need to have a stable family life for once. Yes, they do need a mother figure. And I am unlikely to have any of my own with Henry.
<laughs> well, we, we don't need to go there. The children need to be included more in Henry's life. I agree. Not just paraded around as marriage fodder like the girls. Exactly. Or left in isolation like Edward. How old is Mary? She's 27. She won't need a tutor. I would hope not. But I am encouraging her to learn Latin and to help me with my literary project. Your literary project? Yes. The translation of Erasmus paraphrases of the New Testament. Phew. Well, I'll leave that one with you, I think. Elizabeth is going to share language tutors with Edward. Is she a good learner? She's an outstanding pupil. She, like me, loves to study. She may be queen one day if she plays her cards right. I want to give her the opportunity to observe a woman ruler in action. What for? For a practical lesson in leadership, of course. Oh, I see. In many ways, more useful than anything a tutor can devise. None taken, I'm sure. I want her to grow up as a talented and determined girl who is open-minded and not afraid to rule. I think that's highly likely. As for Edward, family life in the sense of having two parents close at hand is not something he has ever experienced. No, I suppose not. This is the last year of his childhood. Plans need to be made for his education and training as a future king. Oh, I see. That's why I'm selecting his tutors. Yes, it's nice to see a parent being active, and not just in a PTA sense. I am a patron of learning. I love to sit in here, reading. Do you have any books of your own? I have a lovely book of Psalms. See? Oh, yes. It's covered with crimson velvet and garnished with gold. Isn't it lovely? Looks expensive. I have these as well. Oh, lovely. I also have two books of the New Testament covered with purple velvet and garnished with silver and gilt. Uh, why two? One is in English and one is in French. Is it more interesting in another language? My privy chamber is going to become the centre for discussion of devotional works. I see. More than one language is useful for that purpose. Is it? My main interest is in the translation of well-known texts from the original Latin into English. What for? So more people can read them, obviously. So you believe in promoting English as the language of worship? Yes, I do. Education for all. A lot of people are shy about putting their names to things in case they get in trouble. I'm not shy about seeing my name in print. I sense that about you. I encourage others to acknowledge their own work as well. Your name in print? Yes, I'm writing a book. Oh, I didn't realise queens could write books. The sister of the King of France wrote a book. Who's that? Marguerite. It's a widely admired work. Have you read that? What's it called? The Mirror of the Sinful Soul. In that case, no. Huh. What's yours going to be called? The Lamentation of a Sinner. Catchy. It will be the first work of its kind written by a woman. And a queen, obviously. You mean you've put your name to it, or it's a translation? Oh no, it's entirely mine. 
not a compilation or translation of existing material. Oh, I see. I wanted to encapsulate my own beliefs. As a wife or a queen? I want to present my own experience in a manner that strikes a chord with my readers. Well, what's it about? It's heavily based on St. Paul's teaching and epistles. I'm not familiar, sadly. I think it could help unite the disparate, separate elements of religious reform. What religious reform? All the changes Henry's bringing about. Well, put me down for a signed first edition. I am keen to distribute copies for my ladies and friends. I'm sure you are. I spend a lot of money with the royal printer. I can tell you. I believe you. I'm not sure what I can add here, frankly. What do you mean? Well, you're actually more educated than I am. Perhaps you'd make a better tutor. Next time, it's Lady Jane Grey and the Chess Grand Master. Bishop takes prawn. That's right, isn't it? The Lost Tapes of History podcast is a Since 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact check what you've heard on this person, visit our website, losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Since79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History. <laughs> <laughs>